Hey guys, before we get into this week's show, I wanted to let y'all know that my entire family has switched our cell phone service over to Patriot, and it has been such a great move for us. Patriot Mobile is America's only conservative cell phone company. They're all about freedom, the Constitution, giving you the power to support conservative organizations. It's right up our alley. It's like having a superpower for your beliefs. Patriot Mobile uses the same reliable networks as the big carriers, so you'll get great service wherever you go. We did not see a change in our service, and actually it's gotten better. Their customer service is incredible. You call and you immediately get someone on the phone to help you with something. They've got plans to fit every budget from unlimited talk and text to data-packed options for all your streaming needs. And when you make this switch to Patriot Mobile, they will buy out your current contract up to $500 a line. So fellow freedom-loving friends, it is time to make the change. Head over to PatriotMobile.com today. Use the code Blake for 10% off your bill. That's PatriotMobile.com, code Blake. Thanks for listening. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Krabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident Krabby Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Michaela, hey, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Hey, thanks for having me. You are one of the first not authors that I have gotten to interview in a minute. And I love interviewing authors. I love it. But sometimes I get really excited to talk with women who just have a life experience to share, especially one in your case that we are very similar. We have really similar experiences. And I think you have a lot of hope and wisdom And also just insight to offer women into the world of working for yourself, freelancing, and what it can take to get there. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your story, how you went from working full time to now freelancing and working for yourself and not just that, but teaching other women how to do it as well. Yeah. My name is Michaela Quinn. My story kind of started when I had my first baby, as I feel like a lot of people's stories did into finding their own thing and entering entrepreneurship. I was a high school English teacher. I taught for four years before I eventually quit. And I loved my job. I really did. I mean, there's parts, no job is perfect, right? But I knew I wanted to be a teacher from the moment I grew up. My mom was a teacher. I got all her old school supplies. I played with my American Girl dolls in our basement. I had my classroom and I I just knew from such a young age, that's what I was going to do. And I taught at a private school here. I was going to teach forever. My kids were going to go there. They would get free tuition. Like life was great (laughs) until my first daughter was born. And like, I just couldn't do it. And I didn't really realize how bad I wanted to stay home until she was here and doing the whole daycare thing. But when we found out we were pregnant, so we got married young, my husband and I, 
got married right away, got pregnant. She was born nine months and four days after our wedding. So she was honeymoon baby. <laughs> and we honeymooned in the next to Kansas. Like we did not go on, we still haven't <laughs> gone on a honeymoon and we've been married. It'll be nine years. So yeah. 2024 for our 10 year, we're doing a big Europe trip. Oh, I look, we had a big wedding, but it wasn't at all what I wanted. I wanted to elope to the mountains. So for our mm-hmm. 10 years, we eloped to the mountains. 10 yeah. out of 10 recommend. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we, I mean, we did, uh, it was a huge wedding here in Kansas city. Great. But I was teaching, couldn't do a honeymoon in September. Husband just got a new job. Couldn't do a honeymoon. Right. We decided to buy a house instead. And so we bought a house at the top of our budget, which you're not supposed to do, but we did it anyway. And so when it came to looking at daycares and having a baby and what were we going to do? I was like, Oh, I don't really want to do this. And my husband's like, well, <laughs> you don't have an option. Like we've got bills. We, you told me you were going to work forever and we bought this house. So I was like, Oh, fine. Whatever. <laughs> Started looking at daycares. I really wanted to do a fancy Montessori school with the cameras, but that was going to be 1500 to $1,800 a month, depending on the two back in 2015. And that was three-fourths of my teacher paycheck of like what I took home. That was not an option. So we had to do an in-home daycare. It was fine. I mean, yeah, but, but dropping her off that first day, that first week, I just hated it. I hated every second of it. And so that year when I was still teaching and dropping her off at daycare, I was just bitter and resentful and miserable and angry and jealous of everyone who got to be a stay-at-home mom or didn't feel like I felt. And so I kind of just sat in that bitterment, bitter resentment for a while. And eventually she was born in June, went back to work in October. By December, I was just telling anyone and everyone, they're like, oh, how's it back to work? It's terrible. I hate it. Mm -hmm. I was just honest. And they're like, oh, it'll get better. I'm like, no, I want to work from home. I want to make a decent income. This is kind of what I'm looking for. Everyone just laughed and was like, oh, okay, like, must be nice. <laughs> yeah, you'll get used to it. I'm like, no, I am going to find a way. So I just told anyone and everyone in this time zone, I or time period, I also tried starting two businesses. I tried making and selling cookies and cakes, love baking. That just resulted in a huge mess in my kitchen. And like, I lost money because, yeah. And this was before eggs were like $20 a carton. And butter was so crazy. So that wasn't going to work. I tried making and selling bows. I didn't really know how to turn bows into something crazy profitable. I thought I would be the freshly picked moccasin of bows. But again, like spent a lot of money at Hobby Lobby, sold bows yeah. for $10 a pop. It took me an hour to make them. I was just like, I had hot glue gun burns. This was just not going to work long term. So felt a little defeated. I almost signed up to do pampered chef because I, I like cooking. I was at a party and I was like, okay, this lady doesn't work. I could do this, but I'm a homebody. Like I'm not walking into anybody's house, throwing a party after hours. Just that's not yeah. me. I'll come to your party and drink wine and maybe talk in the corner, but I'm not going to be the host person. So that didn't work. But finally I told the right person of what I was looking for. And it was my husband's cousin Christmas. Um, she had a baby like a month after me. So we were in similar, similar stages of life. And she was like, Hey, I am doing this thing where I'm, I'm a virtual assistant. I'm working with clients. You know, I have two clients right now. One's this pottery shop in New York city. And I just manage her orders and her email inbox and a couple other customer service type things. You, you could look into that. 
I could do that. Mm-hmm. So the website she told me about was hiremymom.com. I don't know if you're familiar with Mm-mm, that. No. Sounds kind of sketchy. Like, hire <laughs> my mom. What are we hiring mom for? <laughs> but it, it's this website. It was all legit, virtual, flexible, work from home type positions. And so I got started on there, applying. I signed up for a subscription, applied to anything and everything. Long story short, it took me almost seven months before I landed my first paying client. Wow. But I finally did. I learned a lot in those seven months of like why I was getting nowhere didn't give up, finally landed my first client in August, right when I went back to school for another year. I had convinced my husband this year to go part-time, but it was really three-fourths time so I could have time at home with my daughter, still bring in what we needed, cut down on daycare. Like we were just able to finagle it so it worked. Yeah. I didn't get a planned period. Still got insurance. It was it was a good last year. Yeah. To give me space and time to replace my income. But that time I also got pregnant with our second and was building my business, pregnant, working, little baby. And then by April, when I went on maternity leave with him, walked out of the classroom for good. I had tripled what I took home. Wow. Teaching, working 15, 20 hours a week. Yeah. Didn't have to pay daycare anymore. And life was really good. It was boring and ordinary, but it was everything that I wanted. I think it's interesting going back that you knew you wanted to be a teacher. You loved being a teacher, but then your own kids entered the picture and everything changed. And it's all, I almost wonder if all that love of teaching was really a love of children. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love babies. I love my right. babies. <laughs> right. I like other people's kids too, but it's just, I wanted to pour into them. Mm-hmm. See, and I was a wedding planner before mm-hmm. I had kids. So it was my full-time gig. And that's a very demanding job because it's weekends, right? People get married on the weekends. Yeah. So you're meeting with clients all week. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're working events. And Sunday, you're usually doing some kind of like pick up, clean up, drop off, something yeah. like that. And I thrived. I was, that is definitely was my gifting. I was so good at it. I've always been like the party planner, the cruise director, whatever you want to call it. And then I had my first kid. You had to drag me out the door to get me Mm -hmm. to these weddings because I did not want to leave. And especially with my husband working full-time, the weekends were our only time together as like a little family of three. Yeah, I have this conversation with women over and over, especially in like the coaching and the courses that I do, Mm -hmm. that everything changes when you have a kid. Yeah, I want to give the necessary caveat that if you work out of the home and you're a mother, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Yeah. If you're happy yes, and it, it, it works for you and like you're thriving, that's awesome. It, I did not thrive there. Right. And look, I didn't thrive in being a full-time stay-at-home mom either. Like my kids mm-hmm. went to a little like three-hour Mother's Day out so I could get some work done. But by and large, I was the one raising my kids and with them. And it's hard. Like making for me, we made the shift from me working full time to working for myself. And then from working for myself to bringing my husband home. That's so cool. Both of those transitions. I think it would be really easy outside looking in to be like, and for you as well, you got to do what you wanted. You got to come home and be with your babies, but there's so much behind the scenes. There's so much fear and doubt and like scarcity it took you seven months to get a paying client. Mm-hmm. Like, what were those seven months like? Were you just like, 
were you, did you know this is what you were supposed to be doing or was there a lot of doubt for you? Oh, there was a lot of doubt. I was like, I want to do this. I know I could do this. I know I would do really good for these clients if someone would just give me a freaking chance. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was a lot of trial and error. So the first couple months where I signed up for a, a subscription for the website, I applied for anything and everything. And I, what I learned though, like three months into it, I'm like, God, it's, it's, or gosh, it's literally just crickets. Like no one is replying back. I sat down and was like, Hmm, I wonder why. Well, I was sending the same copy paste email and resume to every single business. Yeah. And I went straight to the trash can. I'm like, right. Absolutely. So the next thing I kind of did was, okay, instead of applying to everything, sit down and apply to what you're best qualified for and really craft an email specific to that person in that business Mm -hmm. and tweak your resume along with it. And so that's what I did. And so this was, I kind of started doing that around spring breakish time. So started in January, started doing this end of March, early April, and then started to get some callbacks, started to get some interviews. And then I kept hearing the same thing from everyone, got down to the last one or two people and then our last two or three people. And then always got told, we decided to go with someone else, someone who had more experience than you. Yeah. How am I going to get experience if I don't have experience? Right. And what am I doing wrong? Like, I can't change that I don't have experience. And so I kind of, you know, little pity party for a while. And then I realized, okay, you can't change your experience. What you can do is change how you talk about it. Mm. And so that's when uh, I kind of took a little break over summer because by this point, I was already scheduled for part-time. So I was going to have more flexibility to be home with my daughter and kind of get that taste of what it, what, what it might be like. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of took a little break and then July hit and that's like back to school time here in Kansas for teachers. I'm not ready to do this. Like this is my last year. And then that practice, like, okay, they're going to ask me, I knew they were going to ask me, what's your experience? And so I sat down and scripted it out. I'm like, okay, this is what I can say. And the very first client I landed, I knew she was going to ask me, what's your experience with social media, even though it was a virtual assistant position. And so I was like, okay, I don't have experience running social media from a business perspective, but I, you know, grew up with social media. I know how to use it from a user and at the bare bones, social media is just getting people talking, right? That is one of my greatest strengths in the classroom. If I can get my students talking about Macbeth, the Iliad, the Odyssey, all these ancient books that they could care less about, I can get your audience talking about whatever it is you want. Yeah. And she's like, okay, you're hired. Let's do this. That's amazing. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair, but among women, it's just not super talked about and going through it can feel really lonely and frustrating. So there are thousands of women out there that are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength of your hair. So if you want to figure out if Nutrafol is a good fit for you, go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. This will help you identify the causes of your thinning hair And then Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. 
because Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning, like stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, metabolism, all that stuff through whole body health. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off their first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BLAKE. So find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BLAKE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code BLAKE. That like first client in August, she was paying me $20 an hour. <laughs> I felt like I won the lottery. It was amazing. Yes. And just, I mean, learned so much from landing her to putting in April that I was able to raise my rates kind of more yeah. specialize in and hit the ground running. Never looked back. I know all of that took time that it probably often felt like you didn't have. Yeah. I think that that's what holds a lot of women specifically back from pursuing this kind of thing. That's the conversation that I by and large have is I don't have time. And I get that a hundred percent. Everything that I quote unquote, like built for my business was built in the fringes. Yep. It was built in the margins because my husband was working 80 hours a week. I have two kids. I am the primary caregiver like my mm -hmm. husband's wonderful yeah. but at the time he was leaving before they went they woke up and getting home maybe an hour before they went to bed you know what I mean and so yeah and then also we had this vision for our family that we were trying mm -hmm. to pursue that me doing something doing a certain thing was going to be reliant on mm -hmm. right there were a lot of times where I was like I don't have the time to create the content or work on the outline or whatever it is. And it did take sacrifice. Yeah. Not from like a hustle and grind perspective, yes. I think is the big difference. It wasn't, I'm going to do this from my own strength and I'm going to make this happen. It was like, I feel like God's given us a vision for our family. So I'm going to work even if I'm tired, believing that one day I won't have to hopefully. Yeah. You have to find the time. There's pockets of time in your day. If you can find a couple 30 minute chunks, an hour chunk. For me, I had to find that pocket of time early morning. I woke up 5 a.m. and would work 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. every single day before I went to work or when, you know, on my stay at home days before my daughter woke up to build my business, to get client work in. That right there, 5 to 7 a.m., five days a week is 10 hours. Yeah. I could do that at night. 7.30 to 9.30 when she went to bed, there's another two hours. Yep. That's each day. That's 20 hours a week to work. What I love about freelancing too, especially, is you can make a full-time income working less hours. Like you can oh, probably, absolutely. depending on what someone's income needs are, if most people I work with, they're around three to four, maybe five to 6,000 a month and they could quit their job. If you're at 3,500, if that's your good enough, you can quit you can get there working 15 to 20, 25 hours a week. A hundred percent. Mine was very similar. It was get up early, do it before carpool and do, I would do two or three hours while they were at school. Mm -hmm. And then I usually didn't work at night because I am not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a night. <laughs> My brain like powers down after mm -hmm. like 5 PM. But I think looking back, it was probably 20, maybe 30 on heavy weeks, yeah. hours 
that I, like you were saying, were completely built into the fringes and the margin, Mm -hmm. but made it happen. And yes, I was tired and I don't want to romanticize it and make it sound like it was super easy. I'm thankful for it because I was building something with my babies sitting next to me. And I love that they'll be able to one day look back and see that and see that their mom Mm -hmm. worked really hard to be with them. But I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't for me, right? We're talking about our personal stories. Again, I don't want somebody to feel ostracized by this conversation if they work. But if you work and you hate it, if you work and you know you want to be doing something else, I think we're just trying to communicate that there are options. Yes, absolutely. And you've mentioned this a few times. What is freelancing? If somebody's listening, they're like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. So it's basically just a big umbrella term that identifies how the work is done. And so instead of being a W-2 employee, you're an independent contractor, you don't work full-time, you kind of have control over when you work, who you work with, how much you charge, and it's ultimately offering a service to another business to help them. So anything that you're doing in your day job, for those of you that are in more like businessy jobs or marketing or PR that can translate to the freelance space very seamlessly. So easily. For those of you like teachers, nurses, stay-at-home moms, working in retail, like there's a lot of soft skills you have that can translate to the freelance space too. But businesses of all shapes and sizes hire freelancers because not everyone has either the budget for a full-time employee or even the full need for someone to be button seat nine to five, Monday through Friday. Yeah. And so it's a great option for businesses to hire support and meet them where they're at, but also for a lot of women, a lot of moms who need that flexibility to take on as many or as few clients as they want and need to meet their goals. So you could be doing things as a freelancer, like virtual assistant type work, social media management, bookkeeping, copywriting, graphic design, marketing, marketing. Yeah. So many different, so many different things. Project management. Yeah. I love what you said about if you have like a more traditional job, whatever you're doing can likely translate. Mm -hmm. That is such a good point. And I think people have a little bit of analysis paralysis about that. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how am I going to do that? How will it translate? You're doing it already. Yeah. And this may step on some toes. I'm okay with that. We do this on this podcast. (laughs) One of the big realizations for our family that was a total light bulb for my husband, he struggled a little bit with leaving his full-time job, Mm -hmm. even though the numbers made sense and we knew it was what God wanted for our family. He had been there for 20 years and it was comfortable. And he knew that was a sure thing paycheck that he was getting every two weeks. But when I said to him, and I didn't mean this in a derogatory way, but I said, you've spent 20 years building someone else's dream. Mm -hmm. Do you want to build your own? Mm -hmm. He had spent 20 years offering his gifts, his abilities, his time, his energy, his mental capacity, his emotions to putting money in his employer's pocket. Mm -hmm. And that is how big corporations work. You are replaceable, Mm -hmm. honestly. Like, and that's not an ugly thing. If you work in a business that you are, you know, a number on a payroll sheet, 
and you quit, they're going to hire somebody else to take that job. Now they may not do it as well as you did it yeah. and they may drown a little bit, but if you have a set of skills and you can figure out a way to translate those to working for yourself, like that's how you break out of the matrix. That's yeah. how you start building a dream for your family rather than spending your time building somebody else's. Yeah. And I really do believe more and more we're seeing families shift that way. I think it's like a post COVID movement. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people got a taste of working from home after that. But I also think people are just waking up to like, wait, <laughs> I'm spending how much time there, making how much money, paying how much in taxes and insurance and all of these kinds of things. And I love it. It's my favorite. It is one of my favorite things to talk about mm-hmm. with families. It's like, if my husband and I can do it, honestly, anybody can. Yeah. But I mean, that's how I feel. I All my background prior to freelancing was working in daycares, nannying, teaching. I had a hot stint as a waitress to pay for spring break my sophomore year of college. As soon as I had enough for that trip, I was done. Yeah. That's all the experience I had. And so for for a while, like I did sit there with like, oh, I have nothing to offer. I have I have no skills. Like, oh, I'm, I'm just a teacher. But I really sat down and was like, okay, what are my strengths within the classroom? Mm-hmm. And started to brainstorm, okay, how can I translate that to helping this business with what they need. And like one of my greatest strengths in the classroom was creativity and planning lessons and engaging my students. And I realized like, okay, I can take that to this woman's, she was a business coach at the time. I can take this to her business mm-hmm. and help her engage her audience and get them talking. I love that. Like that's such a good first step. If someone is mm-hmm. listening to this conversation and they're like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. But where do you start? Write down what your strengths are in your job, whether you are a stay-at-home mom, Mm -hmm. but you do a really good job of organizing y'all's play dates and keeping your meal plan, like whatever it is. If you're in a traditional Mm -hmm. job, write down your strengths. And for me, like start praying over that and asking God to show you how that translates. Yeah. And ask God to show you like what this could look like for your family, because I really do believe that there is a revolution happening within specifically like Christian families, but just families mm-hmm. in general, where we are taking back our families and our time together. Yep. And it's like, as someone who's on the ride, I'm like, come on, it's awesome. Come on. Like, yeah. come on. It's amazing. Yeah. So you now like run this, you do it. And you also teach other women how to get in there. Tell us a little bit about like your trainings and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I started, gosh, back in 2017. I, so right after I left teaching, there were so many moms like in Facebook groups, how can I do this? I want to work from home. I don't want to join an MLM. What are my options? So I just started sharing with them and quickly realized, and just in this one local mom group in Kansas city, there's so many women who want to learn Mm -hmm. how to work from home, don't know where to start. So I just started sharing with them and stopped freelancing to kind of move into the new educator, helping women get started role. And so strengths, right? (laughs) You were a teacher. So now you're a teacher. Now I'm a teacher, just not in a stuffy classroom. I get to, I get to work wherever I want. And so I have a podcast, tons of different free resources. You mentioned starting like thinking about your skills. I have a skills assessment that's going to help you kind of walk through that. Lots of different free resources to learn all about freelancing, help you see what it could look like for 
your family. And yeah, I'm an open book. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. That is so awesome. I'm so thankful that you're doing that for women because I really do think you are playing a part in giving women a chance to make the impact for their family that they are looking yeah. for. Like, it's okay to want to make money to bless your family. Mm-hmm. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. There's nothing yeah. wrong with wanting to make some side money so that you can afford to take your kid to the zoo or mm-hmm. the Chick-fil-A. Like, that's a whole different podcast episode, but there's nothing wrong with wanting to do this for your family, wanting to get out of the everyday nine to five so that you can be more present. And I'm so thankful that there's people like you and like me having these conversations and telling people that it's not only possible, but like, here's how to do it. Here's how to do it. It's doable. You can, it is doable. Right. Exactly. This was such a great conversation. Tell people where they can find you, follow you, connect with you, all of that. Yeah, my website is MichaelaQuinn.com or on Instagram, I'm just at Michaela.Quinn. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.